Scott and Megan Lim. Hi ladies, so good to be with you and to be recording another episode of How We Heal. We started something new last week and we um, would love to invite you to continue on with us in this checking in with our states and us um, sharing where we are in this moment with an invitation to you to do the same. Megan, would you like to get us started? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, hi, Cameron and Lauren. Hi, everybody tuning in. Um, it is so wonderful to be back here again. And I think it's important that uh, we all give ourselves a moment to just acknowledge where we are and acknowledge that it's okay that we're showing up to get to know our autonomic nervous systems, get to know ourselves and each other, however that looks today. Some days we're gonna be more regulated and some days not as much but we're coming together and we're continuing to practice. And let's just take sort of one quiet moment and get in touch with our introception, which just means listening in where you might be feeling some tension, whether you're feeling a little tense, whether you're feeling a little flat, just notice whatever's going on so that as we co-regulate and move through this practice together, we can note that we're feeling different and maybe we're not some weeks and that's fine too. So check in with what you're feeling emotionally, maybe where you're feeling it in your body. Maybe just note any repetitive monologues that are going on this morning. We all have them. And remember that when we're feeling th these protective states that we move into, these are not a choice. So it's okay for us to acknowledge them. And there's no shame in that. Our body is doing an amazing job of keeping us alive and protecting us. And now we can bring some of what's going on up into our conscious awareness and we can co-regulate together. So thanks for being here. Thanks, Megan. You know, as I was coming on to this call this morning, uh, about five minutes before we were scheduled, I suddenly checked in and felt my heart racing. And I thought, well, this is unusual. <laughs> this is my favorite thing I'm about to do, but here I am with my heart racing and a little out of breath as I climbed the stairs up to my office and I thought, okay, this is not a good place to start this. So I took a turn right back around and went out to my back porch to take a deep breath and, and check in. And I had the most beautiful sight, ladies. There were two pregnant does in my yard sitting back to back, just checking me out as I came out to check in with myself. And it was the most beautiful opportunity to like co-regulate with them a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm a little all over the board today, maybe a little over scheduled that tends to do it. And, and when my scheduling and my energy levels aren't in alignment. So, 
but just Lauren, don't. I think that's beautiful, a beautiful example for all of us to remember that co-regulation can take any form at all. It doesn't have to be, you know, we come together weekly and we co-regulate with each other, but we can co-regulate with the sunrise or we can co-regulate with the doe in the backyard or our cats. It comes in all shapes and sizes for each of us. It was really nice to jump on with my dear friend Cameron here. And Cameron, you were having a little bit of a similar morning. Yeah, I, I watched myself, which is my state tracking is, is all of our ways to begin to be curious. But I was moving quickly. I heard my phone ping as I'm uh, trying to get my clothes in the right order and on my body. And, and I found myself just saying myself because I was listening in what the heck am I late for this meeting already? And how quickly I am like mobilized, mobilized. And I'm like, what, what is wrong with me? Or is it the full moon? Or is it, you know, Pluto stationing retrograde? But it wasn't the stories that was helping me out. It was the fact that I was just, so I noticed and, and noticing what state I'm in. And thank you, Megan, realizing it was my biology that took there, allowed me a little bit of room for my self-critical voice and my shaming voice and my doubting voice to come down the stairs. I had lots of time, even though my autonomic nervous system was already saying, oh, no, you don't. Um, and I made myself a cup of tea and I sat down and my self-regulation leading to this moment was a very similar conversation as Lauren's like, this is nothing to get your pants in a twist about autonomic nervous system. We're fine. There's no crisis here. This is actually something you like to do. <laughs> and in just a couple minutes, there will be some co-regulation available. And even the introduction to my system that it, it was safe enough that I could afford a little bit of self-regulation leading into some of the other things. And I'm looking out my window and spring has finally decided to bring in into my area around Boston. And, you know, there's all those invitations there for regulation, but sometimes, and I feel like I've been on a pretty steady diet of sympathetic need to get it done too much on my plate, blah, 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 blah. Just, just pause much as you invited us, Megan, because a 60 seconds, 30 seconds, ooh, a, a luscious 90 seconds of listening in can make the world of difference. Yeah. And Cameron, that compassion that you offered to yourself, that little pep talk that you offered to yourself. We all have that self-talk going all the time. And um, a lot of times, we talked last week about how story follows state. And so when we move into a protective state, often that self-talk can shift. And at moments, it can be full of um, enthusiasm or encouragement or compassion and then all of a sudden there's some maybe some self-criticism happening or maybe the voice is very flat and so I think Cameron's welcoming us to just notice that because that plays a those voices that are inside of our head are a product of our nervous system state. I think the biggest thing I'm hearing here and I want to our listeners to hear is this is all without judgment. Yeah. I didn't do anything wrong that, you know, made my heart race. I um, 
shouldn't feel shameful about over scheduling myself, although I would like to, um, and I would like to go there, right? Like, you know better than that, right? But when I do that, it just keeps me in that same place. But the minute I can say, oh, this is where I am. This is just where I am. And um, I mean, honestly, that, that image of these two does sitting there, just, you know, mind going out the door in my mobilized state, right? Like, oh, I just need to get out here and get a breath of fresh air. And there they are with their big, beautiful eyes looking like, and what's going on with you? <laughs> It was like that beautiful check-in. They're not stressed about anything. They're in no hurry. Yeah. Let me join you. Let me join you in this moment. Yeah, I think noticing really is the bridge. We can't, if things are happening below the level of our cognition, then the only way for us to bring that up is to notice. And so, as Lauren was saying, letting whatever it is that's there in this moment, just noticing it, not necessarily trying to change it at this stage. Yeah. You know, when when we notice these um, sensations and we can um, um, begin to place our attention there rather than why they're there, that's when they start resolving. Yes. And that's such a simple yet profound shift, right? And in, in, pa in past episodes together, ladies, we talked about different places in the body. We tend to feel things. And um, I think just that act alone of coming in to your body, we use that term so often, like come into your body. But what does that really mean, right? That means taking note of our racing heart, our, our shortness of breath, our tension we might be feeling in our throat to swallow. Those are some of the things I notice when I'm mobilized. Um, do you have certain things that you each notice? I certainly do. I find that my shoulders get really cozy with my ears. And, and, and when I'm in a braced state, you know, ready to flee or fight the world, I'm like, okay, body, body will help us understand what state we're in and that heart rate. And I often feel for the dorsal vagal state posture, when I no longer can look up and out at the world, when I feel like I'm collapsing into this really dark, little faraway place. And that's, those are body signs. Mm -hmm. And what's wonderful about body signs is often when our autonomic nervous system has taken us into a protective state, one of the things that has gone offline is enough ventral vagal to remember, to feel resourced, to like, what, what state am I in? I'm not thinking about states right now. I'm not, it's like, 
So we really are inviting each of us to find our ways around to notice state when it's under conditions, it's harder to notice because it's our biology that is, and oftentimes we stumble right head first into story. This morning, the stories queued me up because I had gone flying into you know a mobilized state and hadn't noticed how quickly I went there. But either way, you know, it is it's, it's the path to having some shifts start to be part of our influence. Yes. I notice that I often feel it in my abdomen. And I think when I'm in dorsal, I'm feeling pretty out of touch with my body. So, you know, the act of noticing, sometimes there's noticing contraction or sometimes there's noticing discomfort or feelings of weakness. And sometimes there's noticing that we're sort of dissociated from what we're feeling. And in dorsal, that's often where I'm at. I feel a little less connected to my body. Um, but when I'm feeling more mobilized or more activated, I tend to feel a tightness in my abdomen. Um, and I'll notice that my breath shifts. So when I'm feeling pretty secure in the moment and pretty steady and regulated, I'll notice that my breath tends to come into my abdomen and also into my upper body. And when I'm feeling more revved up or more what to me feels like an internal push, I notice that my breath really rises and it's mostly in my chest. And um, I lived, I think, most of my childhood and young adult life in that place. And one of my earliest transformative memories about starting acupuncture school was the awareness that when babies are born and we come into the world, the abdomen rises and falls with the breath and that's the energetic center of our being. And I had really completely lost touch with that as so many of us have and sort of moved into this kind of shallow chest breath. And it took me the practice of shifting back into my energetic core and allowing my abdomen to soften enough that I could inhabit it and be there with each breath. Um, it took months and months. Um, so I'm pretty tuned into my abdomen and where my breath is. Hmm. Hmm. You know, as, as you both were talking, I, I was thinking again about this analysis I'm in the process of, of um, really playing with is how we react to sensory input in each mm -hmm. of those states. And this may or may not be another way for our, our listeners to be able to check in. But when we are in that, as Cameron said, that dorsal state and you're bent over and you're, you're disconnected from the world, we're also disconnected from our senses. And um, we don't often don't notice that we're not noticing, right? Until we get enough um, ventral vagal in or a little co-regulation in that suddenly we can then hear the birds with pleasure or mm -hmm. taste um, um, some wonderful soup and the flavorings. But when, when we drop deep into this dorsal state, we don't taste and we don't smell and we don't hear. 
And then as we move up, and if we're in this hyper alert, hyper mobilized state, this sensory input is almost too much, right? Everything feels too loud and and too much and, and too bright and too everything. And, and as I've observed those um, in myself, I've found those that information to be very helpful in assessing where am I in on my autonomic ladder. Yeah, I think that one of the things that we're all learning and experiencing through this practice is that each of the states, as we talk about them, we can make a checklist of what you might feel as you state track in each state, but these are global experiences. Mm-hmm. So we're in the protective state of sympathetic and we're feeling mobilized. We'll feel that in our body and we'll notice that in our senses and our thought patterns change. Our global experience of ourselves and the world is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're inviting ourselves and you to notice each of the parts of those so that you can get to know what ventral feels like to you and what sympathetic feels like in your world. Yeah. You know, Cameron, you were the the first teacher for me in, in this area of state tracking and you did it so beautifully by teaching me uh, exercise of creating um, a little project to track my states and to identify what those states felt like um, for me. Can you walk us through what that would look like if I'm a listener and I have no idea what um, these states are and how how I might be able to hone in on my own? Yes, and that's that's a wonderful learning that I got from training early on with Deb Dana. And what she did was she took the work of Steve Porges, who really was the father of polyvagal theory, but it's like, how do we bring it alive? How do we bring it to people? How do we bring it to individuals? And Deb Dana's brilliance was the use of the ladder, which we see all over the place. But a ladder to her represented the hierarchy of the states. And she, and one of the ways we can make um, sort of a representation is literally through a diagram or through a collage or a, a soundtrack. You know, there's so many different ways we can begin to really get a felt sense because our, our brains can visualize quite quickly and our minds go to stories. Oh, it's a ladder, right? It's a ladder. But how do we really meet and befriend our different states? And ha- then how do we begin to have influence? But what Um, I find is just very useful in terms of making an actual representation. And I'll often do this with people who are new to polyvagal theory is I can take a sheet of just regular paper and fold it as I would to put it in an envelope, fold it into thirds. And that puts your two creases there. And now we have three sections of the page that represent a ladder. And at the top of the ladder, corresponding with our most evolved brain and self will be that ventral vagal state, that wonderful operating system when we really are physically, emotionally, spiritually present with ourselves and other, but just to know that the ventral vagal lives at the top 
of the page and you can just put it a little note, ventral or VV. The midsection of that page represents the middle of the ladder and that's our fight or flight sympathetic or mobilized place. And fight or flight represents that mobilized energy that's really in that hierarchy of adaptive survival resources. And the bottom of the ladder is dorsal vagal. And you can take notes on this. What I often say quickly to people is the point of the ladder is just to begin to have different ways we can listen in. And it's one of Deb Dana's rules. We never end other than in ventral vagal. So state tracking is the beginning of beginning to really meet. What, what would be like sympathetic? Sympathetics is often easier to begin to notice because it's, there's so much energy to it. We, we all can say anxious, urgent, but how, how do we feel that in our bodies? How do we take the midsection of that hierarchical functioning? And, and I, I think of that as being able, most of us know what it feels to be, I don't know. And you feel that high energy. I got to do something. I, I have to figure this out. I have to have to, but bring it home. How, how do you recognize that? And Lauren already gave some cues and, and Megan did too. And my, if, the racing heart, the, the braced, you know, the thoughts are going 95 miles an hour. <laughs> and I got it, I got it, I got it. And it has that flavor of life and death, that urgency. And just beginning to fill in what would be cues for each of us, for all of our listeners to begin to recognize that mobilized place, which is there for a reason. Our system has, and in polyvagal theory, we talk about neurosession, but precognitively, the state has picked up something that doesn't feel right. And we are literally off and running <laughs> before. And then sometimes the stories will tell us what direction we seem to have gone, but the state is what we're really looking at because once we go, oh, mobilize, like I was this morning running around, was like, what is wrong with me? What, how, how can I be late, blah, 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 blah. There's no awareness of any other possibility until we can begin to go, oh, mobilized. And then bringing in that wonderful curiosity. This is the biologic moment that when we start to recognize an adaptive survival response has taken us for some reason of neuroception or proprioception, and that's a bigger word for me. And so we go, oh, there it is. So the invitation with making some representation of your states is really to find ways that you can be going, oh, to notice, to name, a state shift has happened. <laughs> and then the, the question is not to fight the state, but invite that movement upwards. And, and with dorsal vagal, it's a little harder to track sometimes because it can be that place where it's just overwhelmed, it's collapsed. It's starting to notice what's not happening. And, and often, you know, people feel that the stories include that of helpless and hopeless, but we, Deb Dana used to represent it as figurines on her ladder, just a little collapsed stick figure. And again, the, how do we notice through sensation, through posture, through breath or lack of breath, or you know, the quality of our thoughts, the, oh yeah, I've ended up all the way down my ladder, doors. And then beginning in the befriending process, realizing that those are, we need very different cues. We need very different sense of presence 
when we want to either invite ourselves back up the ladder or how we might use um, co-regulation in a moment like that. So again, the, the beginnings of state tracking allow us to get our, our foot in the door. <laughs> What's going on? Because, you know, how many times have we all fought ourselves or fought someone else in the midst of sympathetic? Can you just calm down? You need to stop it. We can't have this going on right now. Or oh, come on, let's get going. Let's get going. Let's get going. It's not possible to win that fight. It's only those stories and those prompts are only going to intensify the state. And in the hierarchy of the states, what we're hoping to do is to spare the system ultimately the relief of having to go down to dorsal vagal because we cannot, none of us biologically can sustain that much adrenaline and cortisol and da, da, da. Our, our biology is gonna take us down to shutdown. Like you've had it, it's enough time out. Biology will, will you know, go to that space of conservation as Megan so often refers to it. And so when our system comes back online, we will pass because it's a hierarchy back up through sympathetic. <laughs> sometimes people don't really appreciate that, but to, it seems sometimes it's like, oh, I can be all humped over and I come back, you know, on my way back up the ladder, I go, oh no, that's, this is not good. I, I, I can't, I can't be doing this, this, you know, collapsing stuff. I have things to do and places to go. And many of us, and I'm pointing to myself as being you know, president of this club, we would start to come back up on the ladder and not realize our system was trying to wake us back up on the way to ventral vagal. And, and life was seeing too impossible. I can't figure this out, too overwhelming. And then we ended up back down our ladder. Yeah. And it's such an important part of how our biology works to be able to bring in some of those cues of safety once we're recognizing those states to go all the way up the ladder because those Moments of gently interrupting that sympathetic is where, Lauren, you met those beautiful big brown-eyed does in your yard or, you know, Megan has the ways that she brings her system back up. Just like, it's almost like the hand at the back or the, you know, the gentle voice. It's like, it's okay. Come on, come on back. All the way up in ventral label to really be able to utilize that really positive influence we can have on our systems. I had a wonderful conversation with someone the other day who was trying to appreciate how we notice states, but then that it's always, what do we do with them? And she says, when I notice that I am in a, a state of protection, a state of dysregulation, she says, I finally found for her the image. She says, I'm, I'm particularly sympathetic. I've got too much going on, too much going on. And she, for her, it's a visualization of having the controls like one has in the airplane and she's got the sympathetic energy, she's heading down the runway, but she uses a shift of the, those controls to get herself going up and out. And she knows not until she is at cruising altitude in ventral vagal can she really have perspective. And the sky's the limit for her in ventral vagal, but we begin to find each of us our own representation of the latter. Well, thank you, Cameron. Thank you. So this visual representation was huge for me. It, it was a great breakthrough. And, and what was interesting is taking your cue of starting out with just finding some words. Um, I, I found that if I left it out somewhere where I could see it, I could keep adding to it. And that's what I would invite 
our listeners to do to start out somewhere simple there. But what you could really do to take this to um, a place of, of healing for yourself is to invite some play into this activity. And that's where I love to bring in color. I love to bring in magazine pictures. I love to um, just play with different ideas. And even if it's as simple as flipping through a magazine and saying, huh, is that my ventral feeling? Or is that my sympathetic feeling? This is very helpful in identifying it. It's moving it a little bit out here away from us so it's not quite so intense and personal and it's allowing us to look at ourselves uh, you know i have a, a lovely little collage that i had a great deal of joy making and and it there was really um a sense of of pride and ownership when i completed it that was surprising and I want to thank you for that, Cameron. It was um, owning my own feelings, right? Mm -hmm. And owning my own sensations and um, allowing, allowing them, not without judgment. Oh, here they are. This is normal. Everybody does this. Yep. Just like everybody sleeps, everyone gets hungry. Everyone does this and it's okay. And that's it is a okay. illustration of befriending. Yeah, and I think let's open it up and even maybe be creative with other ways. I think that yes. Cameron was inviting us to use maybe words on a page to describe what we're experiencing in each of the three autonomic states. And if you're a visual person, you know, Lauren's inviting us to maybe look through magazines and cut things out and find images that resonate for your experience of each state. I think another way for those of us that are uh, more in touch with sound is, as Lauren said earlier, to create a playlist. So what do you want to listen to you when the world feels overwhelming and you feel like you're climbing a mountain or swimming against the current or you're feeling hypermobilized, what kind of music resonates for you in that moment? And when you're feeling like your affect is low and you're feeling pretty isolated or detached or low energy, what kind of music do you want to listen to in that state? Or what kind of movies do you want to watch? Hmm. Hmm. I think there's so many ways for each of us to explore our experience of these states. Mm -hmm. So do whatever works for you. Yep. You can make a ladder and simply identify colors for each <clears throat> yeah. state, um, body positions for each state, anything, as you say so beautifully, Megan, that resonates with you. We each have our unique systems and we don't need to find the, the right way. We just need to find what because oh that's that's how I can further you know my relationship with my autonomic nervous system. One yeah. of the great things that Deb really did about the latter process, she encouraged all of the above. I and mean, through the course of her trainings, pretty any and every way to to get to know our systems and the the ladders. And then she would ask a question when someone had played with their ladder for a little bit, 
in each state to fill in the blank. The world is, and I am. So sympathetic. The world is vastly overwhelming and I can't. Just little key and then it's yet another way to recognize dorsal vagal, I'm alone and the world is overwhelming and I'm alone, very different states or ventral vagal, like um, the person I was speaking with yesterday. And the world is open and I am safe. Yeah. Just again, using phrases. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think those phrases, getting in touch with those are very much the first step in getting in touch with how our stories follow our state. Perfect. Yeah. Ladies, this has been fantastic. And I think we've really offered to you listeners an active way to participate in your own healing at this level, at this level of first identifying, naming your state. When we can do this, we can drop that story and we can continue onwards in our healing process. Um, I'm so grateful to both of you to bring your wisdom here each week and share. Um, I'd like to give everyone an opportunity to find you out there if they have further questions or would like to learn more about the modalities that you practice. Megan, where can folks learn more about you and about Asian medicine? Yeah, you can find me on my website at aculemp.com or on Instagram at, at meganlemp. Thanks, Megan. And Cameron, what about you? A great way to find me as well is on my website, CameronScottMA.com. Great. And if you'd like to hear more about chemotherapy and consider even taking a course with me, have a look at my website at LaurenHubelay.com. Um, you have a few more days to sign up for my new Restoring Immunity series that actually begins next Monday. And um, I would welcome you in to learn not only about chemotherapy, but about how it relates to this whole system of healing and how we begin with the nervous system. So ladies, thank you for your time and for all your wisdom. 